Yo, what it do? What it do? It's real talk. What else? Uh, um, it's your boy L. Sub. How you doing there? I I don't want to mess up your bio, so I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. Go ahead. Uh, hi, this is Travis Anderson. You know, um, assistant coach at Stove Rocks and um, head coach for the seventh and eighth grade at Stove Rocks. Okay, tonight's show, we're going to be talking about where has basketball went. Now, you being a coach of 7th, 8th grade and also helping out the high school, can you relax, Can you tell me about a little about what's going on, what I have been seeing so far? Because I've been seeing kids that don't have no fundamentals, jacking up threes like they Steph Curry, James Harden, um, don't don't know plays. I mean, it just looks sloppy. Now, can you can – you, Elaborate on that a little bit, Coach. I mean, um, everybody wants to come out here, like you said, and be Steph, you know, Curry and James Harden and fire up threes and whatnot. Nobody ever takes the time to really be fundamental anymore. And that's what we really stress at the practices at Still Rocks. Like, before we even do any type of shooting from the outside, it starts on the inside, you know, working on bank shots, working on your own follow-through working on your form, working on the mid-range free throws before we even get back to shooting threes. And um, we go over, you know, our plays, our defensive sets. We try to make sure that we're as polished as we can be before games, you know, scouting report, best players on the other team, you know, things like that along the nature. Coach Hines really implements to them, you know, how to be fundamental and – um. All the other coaching staff also, we're really big on fundamentals and we're really big on knowing what we have to do, especially plays. If you don't know the plays, you know, you can't play. You know, um, there would be, you know, four guys doing the play and, and one guy not knowing, you know, it makes everybody look bad. So everybody kind of has to stay on the same page. Okay. Let me ask you this, Coach. Um, if a kid don't know the play – and he's very athletic. Do you play him or you don't play him? No, uh, like I said, um, pretty much no. Like everybody has to know what's going on. We all have to be on the same page. If we run into motion offense or even going against the zone, because we see a lot of zone throughout our season. So if you don't know what we're doing against the two three, or um, we played Carlton the other night, they ran a one three one. If you don't know where you're supposed to be at in the zone offense and pretty much you just can't play because if you're just roaming and doing your own thing it makes everybody else look bad so we as a unit we all need to be on the same page okay now let me ask you coach how long have you been coaching for uh on and off i think since what about 2015 so on and off for about five and a half years okay now did you play at the college level yes i played at the college so i kind of moved around a little bit i um started out playing football at Arkansas Pine Bluff. That didn't really work out. Came back, went to Seton Hill, kind of wasn't really, you know, filling the campus, you know, or, you know, amongst other things. So I, I finished out at, at Penn State Beaver. Okay, okay. So you do have your degree. You did play on the hardwood. You know, you gave your whatever, your due diligence. You went out there. So you know a little bit about uh, what's going on now. I've been to a lot of games so far, and I have seen more kids shoot three-pointers than they have try to attempt layups. Can you yes. talk about that a little bit? 
Yes, I see that a lot, man. And it's just like the game. It kind of evolved now from when I played and basically a lot from whenever you played. You know, you're a little bit older than when I am. So, like, you know, back when you played, y'all were all about fundamentals. Y'all wanted the layups. Y'all had, you know, to move it up the basketball, the back screens, the back cuts, you know, stuff that we did also. It's just now it looks like it's just dribble, dribble, shoot. Dribble, dribble, shoot, come off the screen and roll, shoot. The problem is nobody is teaching these kids the game at an early age. So when they don't teach them the game, these bad habits carry over. And when they get older, that's the biggest thing that I see out here in basketball right now. And that's pretty much on from the little kids to high school level, even some of the college level. Mm. You just hit a nerve right there when you said little kids. Um, yes, you're right. You got to start getting them when they in the first, second, third grade. And that's just it. But some parents say that's too hectic for their kids to be practicing so much at an early age. And then again, on the flip side, they want their kids to be a division one athlete. Can you talk about that a little bit? If you want your kid to be a division one athlete, then the kid has to put in a division one level of work. Work ethic is very important, not only in basketball, football, any type of sport. It's important in life. If you don't work hard, then the next person, especially when you get older, they're going to work harder than you, and they're going to they're gonna take your spot. I know um, a couple of my kids for, for junior high, I was telling them since the everybody, you know, want to be hard and encourage, like you said before, that's all they talk about. I'm like, do y'all really know the work that James Harden and Steph Curry put in? I'm like, they make a 1,000 shots a day, not shoot a 1,000 shots a day, make them. That's their job. Like, that's what gets them paid. That's why you guys look up to them right now because they put their work in, and their coach – actually has the trust in them to take them shots because he knows how much they work on them shots. You can't just be out here playing basketball any type of way because of what you see on TV. It will never work for you in the long haul. You definitely have to put the work in. Mm. That's a key word, work ethic. Um, a lot of kids don't have work ethic these days. And I was questioning the kid. He said, well, I can go ahead and I can do this and I can do that. I said, well, how are you going to do this and do that without a work ethic? Um, can you talk about work ethic, how important it is that, you know, some of these kids don't know that if you want something in life, you got to go out and get it, like you said, because the next man is right right behind your butt. You might be athletically gifted, but if you're not working, that person that's not athletically gifted, he's he going to catch you if he's working. Can you talk about that a little bit, Coach? Yeah, I mean um... – you can kind of get away with minimal work ethic, maybe in probably like fifth, sixth grade. But once you start reaching them junior high years and the learning curve starts to turn a little bit, that's what I was telling my kids. Like seventh and eighth grade, that's when the learning curve starts to kick in. Like you're not going to see stuff that you've seen in fifth and sixth grade, you know, maybe even in-house, you know, third or fourth, stuff like that. You have to work at it. You have to work on your form. You have to work on – your layups, your athleticism, your footwork, your shooting. You have to work on all of that because if you don't, then like you said, the next person is um, – and maybe not them, but in a couple of years I'm going to pass you by the, the person that did put the work in. I mean, shooting, even just the game of basketball, it's all about repetition. The more you do it, the more you play, the better you're going to be at it. Mm -hmm. You're right about that, Coach. You're right about that. I can't, you know – 
debate that one right there. Now, I do have a question for you. How is y'all season coming down there at Still Rocks? High school watch? Yes. We're doing pretty good. Um, I want to say, what are we? Five and four overall, five and one in the sections and something like that. I can't really remember what it is right now because, you know, we kind of been on pause for COVID. I mean, we were moving along and then we had a three-week playoff right here. But we've been doing pretty good. You know, the kids are are improving. They're getting better each day. They're um, starting to buy in to what the coaching staff is actually telling them what to do because it's kind of a, you know, it's two different coaches. We're kind of like different than, than the coach that they had last year. And we kind of do some things differently. And they made it to the Whoopi title last year. So now they don't really have the pressure to make it back, but it's in the back of their mind, you know, that that's where they want to be. And that's the goal. Mm. Now, that's my next question. It's about talking about basketball in Western Pennsylvania. Now, how hard it is to get recruited playing basketball in Western Pennsylvania is very hard. Can you describe how hard that is trying to get get recruited from western pennsylvania when you know this is a football area they don't look at basketball too much like that can you talk about that a little bit yeah, it's definitely harder over here because um the eastern side of the state they kind of get um they kind of give more publicity what than the western side does but the thing about it is there's players that can play on the western side of pa also, just like the eastern side of PA. Now, as we know, Philly, Harrisburg, you know, Central and Eastern PA, they have a lot of basketball players, and that's what they're known for. Like you said, we're known as the football side of the town. But there is a lot of people that can actually play the game of basketball, but they don't really get recognized as much as they should just because where they live at. And I'm a firm believer that it shouldn't even matter you know, where you live at. If you're good, you're good. You can play. If, you, um, if you're a good basketball player, you should get recruited no matter where you are. Right. I, I, I agree with you on that, Coach. But you got to realize something. The basketball over there, like you said, from Harrisburg over, is totally different from the basketball over here. Now, here we have a lot of kids being held back because of coaching and not knocking your coaching or anybody to coach out here. But some of the coaching – here in Western Pennsylvania is done by some of these coaches are egotistic. Um, they slowing these kids up where over there, when you said Harrisburg over, they play fast paced basketball. You know, they play basketball at a college level where they average an 80, 90 points where we getting 30 and 40 over here. So they, they play basketball a little quicker. I'm going to be real honest. The basketball from over from Harrisburg over is better than the basketball over here. I'm sorry. Um, I know we can dispute that all day long, but they oh, no, have speed a little quicker. It's definitely I mean, a lot they different. It's a lot different. Oh, yeah. What it is, you got to work with your, with your personnel and what you got as your team. That's what you need to know as a coach. Like I know for us, Coach Hines um, emphasized on playing fast because we aren't the, the biggest team out there. You know, we don't really have any big guys that we could just say post up and really just get the ball to. So we're trying to get it out and go. We're trying to score as many points on the break as, as we can. Like we're trying to play fast versus there's other teams, you know, that I've seen we play this year, you know, maybe some teams on down the road in the playoffs, they're going to try to slow, slow the game down. But that, I mean, it's all on, on personnel, but as you said, the game over on the Eastern side is faster than it is over here. 
Yes, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, I have seen, you know, um, sports on both sides of the state, and I must say the basketball over there is a little faster, a little quicker. Um, the guards, the guard play is a little different because the hand speed, because they're playing close to Philly. Like you said, Philly, New York, New Jersey, Maryland, Baltimore, they got all those areas right there, right in Harrisburg, where they can go and just go out and branch anywhere, where they can go and play offseason in, in Jersey, and and all that. So, what do you think about that? I mean, the thing about it is, like you said, they're they're getting it in over there. They're you know they got that grind, they got that grit. But the thing about it is, they play, and that's kind of the problem is over here. Like they're actually playing. Like they're probably outside working on their game and playing pickup. That's where the hand speed, the foot speed, and everything comes in. That it's like repetition. What I said earlier: the more you play, the better you're going to get. You know, um, so, I mean, that's something that we probably need to do a little bit more in Western PA. Like I drive past basketball courts now during the summertime or the springtime and they're and they're empty. I know on the eastern side of the state, Baltimore and New York, for sure, they're outside playing. They're they're playing all day today. Can't play no more because that's what they know. But that's that's what they do over there. Something that we need to adopt over here. most definitely correct on that because some of the fact is, you know, you're right. Um, I have been outside, you know, these last three years and our basketball courts over here is empty. Um, they stay empty. And it's a shame where back in the day, that's what we used to do to go ahead and to, to find something to do. We used to go play basketball, play 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 kick the man, whatever, you know, but we did things that that, that helped us. Now, um, over over there in the eastern part of the state, you got you know you got some powerhouse teams over there. What do you think about playing teams from over east? You know, getting warm up games during you know your off season where you got you know you can play three or four games. You know, over there. What do you think about that? I think that um it it would be good to maybe um get an exhibition game or two with a team from maybe Harrisburg or Philly or um, Altoona or something along those lines. I think it would be beneficial for us over on the Western side to actually see what the pace of the game is like because the thing about it is if you want to win a state title, you got to go through one of them. So why not play a game and um and get the speed of the game and get the gist and actually see how it is to play one of them teams? I think it would be, be a great idea. I do too, but you know, some people say it's a bad idea. Now, let me ask you something. Do you think it's fair for a, a public school like Stowe Rocks, Erie High, you know, Aliquippa, so forth, so on, to play a private school, a Catholic school where they can recruit? Do you think that's a fair to be playing at uh, a school that can recruit? I mean, it's 50 50. I mean, I've, I've said, um, I've said before in the past that. Maybe um the private schools they should have their have their own league, but I don't even think there's enough real real private schools to really have their own league in NPA. Um, you know they'll be competitive, but like having a mixture makes the variety and, and makes the games better. So like on one hand, I do believe you know the private league should be able to you know have their own league and they go out you know and they can recruit and then play amongst one another. But at the same time. It's not like teams in the whip you haven't haven't beat them teams before. So, I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand. 
Well, yeah, you know, like you said before, now, you know, these teams, these private schools is loading up with all the kids. You know, they they taking all the inner city kids, you know, from the public schools, and they loading up. Now, you know, you got teams like, you know, um, Plymouth Whitehead, you know, they were well, they a public school, but you got St. Joe's right there in Plymouth Whitehead. Um, you, you got Central Catholic, you know, you got schools like that where they can recruit those players, you know, they can give them, they can offer them something for them kids to go there, you know. I mean, I don't think it's fair. I don't think they should be playing them because some of the fact is I think they have an edge because they can recruit. Some people say, you know, it can go both ways, but to me, I think, yeah, play them. But once it comes playoff time, I think you should play. You got your public schools, then you got your private schools. You want, you know, because you got an upper hand because you can recruit. I'm sorry. I mean, that's the way I feel. I don't know if you feel like that, but like you said, it's 50 50. But oh well. But um, basketball has disappeared to, to a point where, I mean, some kids say they don't play it because they don't like the coach. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, I've I've heard that before, even when I play. Like, oh, yeah, I don't want to come out for so-and-so because, you know, I don't really like it. He pushes us too hard or we run too much. At the end of the day, are you a hooper or not? Like, you cannot like the coach. But if you out there doing your thing and you playing well and you're playing good team ball, then you're, you're going to get a chance to play regardless. So, I mean, like, I'm not really too fond on, um, you know, the whole I don't like the coach thing. I mean, I've been playing all my life. You know, I think I picked the basketball up for the first time when I was like two or three years old. So I didn't really care who, who my coach was, if if I liked them or not, in all honesty. So, I mean, I just want to play. Okay. Now, what do you think about these parents that's out here that's starting up AAU programs because a kid is not playing? What do you think about that? I mean, if if you got the money to start start a program, and you want um, an AAU team because your kid's not playing, then I mean, like more power to you. But at the end of the day, um, maybe you should have worked with them to actually get their skills and and, and their game up more than maybe they could have made you know a good AAU team because you know back when I was playing, you know, I don't want to sound. Like I'm, I'm dissing, you know, the new school or whatever they got, you know, whatever you want to call them right now. I don't want to sound like I'm doing that. But when I was in high school and junior high, there were only maybe four or five AAU teams around. And if you didn't make them teams, you couldn't play. Now I just seen maybe last week, two weeks ago, it's like six, seven or eight teams, you know, close to Beaver County. And that's to me, that's, that's just too many, man. I mean, like you can make your own team, but – how competitive are you really going to be? Because some of the bigger name AAU programs are going to always be competitive because that's what they're known for, and they're always going to get, get the best kids. You're right about that. You're most definitely right about that. There's so many AAU teams, I can't even keep up with the names no more. Um, you're right. We didn't have that. But but one thing we missing, though, is team camps. What you go stay over at a college campus somewhere and you stay together as a team. You get up, you do scratching, you do everything. You playing games as a team. That has disappeared. Can you talk about that a little bit, Coach? I think they should um, bring team camps back and they should have more emphasis on team camps. I know um I didn't get a chance, you know, to go to you know all of the best camps when I was um you know in junior high or high school, but like. The kids that did have a chance to go, 
where you know the best kids around. They were very fundamentally sound, and they could play a game of basketball like five days or four days, whatever how long you there of just straight basketball, and you learning from other coaches, you know, or other staff that's there, and you're learning from other players. I mean, it's kind of like the best thing you could do. It's like basketball one on one, like. That's where you want to be. Like, you know, I ain't going to sit up here and, um, you know, have any flat towards AAU. You know, I coach AAU myself. But um, team camps, you know, that, that gets your game right because you got to bring it every single day that you're up there if you want to get recognized. You want to you want to blend in with the crowd. I mean, you can just blend in. But the, the people that bring that game the most are the people that's, that's going to stand out. You're right about that, you know, because uh, I went to a couple camps, you know, Five Star, you know, um, Metro Index, you know, it was it was very fun, you know, and like you said, learning from other staff members that which was college basketball players, um, learning from other coaches that was from all around the country. I'm sorry, uh, went to like I said, Five Star with Howard Garfinkel. It was a great experience I went to. I mean, and it was experience that you know some kids that don't experience now i think aau have took away from a lot of these camps a lot of these kids learn the fundamentals that's why european players are fundamentally sound better than american players look at your boy luca from dallas can't yeah. jump ain't that fast you know um don't have quickness but you look up, you got a triple-double. Why? Because he's fundamentally sound. He can get any shot he wants to, and it's just that's just it. Now, can you talk about that a little bit, Coach? Well, first of all, <laughs> Luka is very, very good. He picks his spots very well. You know, he's not really the best shooter, but, you know, he hits them timely shots, doesn't really do, like, anything wrong to jeopardize his team. But he, like you said, that comes from, you know, him being overseas and he's been playing professionally since he's like 14. So like he has a great gasp of the game, you know, like you said, also he's very fundamentally sound, but he's very smart. You know, I think if more basketball players over here were smart and they actually knew the game, then, you know, and not relied on athleticism, you know, all the time to get them through, then, you know, it's, it's no reason why they couldn't be like a, a Luka Doncic because like you said, he's very, very good, but he also picks his, his spots very well. Now, you're right, but a lot of kids also, you know, look up to James Harden, you know, the way that he goes about things. And like you said, people don't understand the work that him, Steph Curry, Luka, um, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, we can go on. Kawhi, these kids don't understand how much work they put, they put in to get to where they at. You know, like I tell them, you know, um, you take 400,000 kids in your class and you figure out how many colleges are offering scholarships. It's a very slim chance. It's like it's like two percent, three percent chance that you're going to make it to get a, a, a D1 scholarship, D2 scholarship. So a lot of kids don't know what they're up against, and they slack and they don't want to put the work in. They don't study. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Um. Yeah. Um. I mean, the problem is, you know, some of these kids they don't have you know, pro proper guidance and they don't understand really, you know, the whole recruiting process. And, you know, I was one of them. I didn't really understand, you know, what was what I thought, he, you know, as a young kid is pretty much D1 or bust. But if you look at it, you know, I got a lot of friends that 
played D2 and D3. Some of them went overseas and made a decent living. You know, they still got to play the game professionally. They just didn't make it to the NBA, even though they didn't make it to their goal of playing in the, in the league. They still had a chance to go overseas and play good basketball. So um, you just got to understand, I mean, even if you don't make it to the league, if you go D1 or D2, you know, even some D3s, it's still good basketball, and you still have a chance, you know, to actually play at a higher level. Well, a lot of kids don't understand is that, you know, it's much easier now to get recruited with social media, cell phones, everything than it was back when we was playing, um, especially when I was playing back in the early 90s. You rarely had somebody out there filming. If there was, it was a coach trying to scout to see what you was doing. But nowadays, I tell kids, if you put the work in, you got a good work ethic. I don't care what division you playing at. If you ball football, basketball, soccer, whatever, if you putting the work in and you doing your job and you dominating, they're going to come find you. Right. That's just it, plain and simple. You know, but a lot of kids don't understand that. Like you said, it's either D1 or bus. They don't realize it's not about the sport itself. It's about getting the education, the free education. That's the whole point of playing sports because the simple fact is, you're going to stop dribbling the basketball. You're going to stop running the football. You're going to stop throwing the baseball. All that's going to come to the end. Now, what's your plan A? What's your plan B? What's your plan C? What's your plan D? A lot of kids don't look at it like that. Um, you said, you know, yourself, you was D1 of bus. Now, can you elaborate what I just talked about from your experience? You talking about me actually um, playing on Arkansas, or are you talking about, like, you know, being recruited. Being recruited. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't as easy as it is nowadays. I mean, I think back when I got recruited, we just were getting in, in the flip phone. So, I mean, you know, we didn't have, you know, the luxury of um of everything was going on now. You know, the Snapchats, the IGs, you know, TikTok, stuff like that. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's everywhere. Every time you walk out in the world, and, you know, you pick up a basketball or do something, it could get recruited, put on the Internet, and boom, you could just start getting recruited right then and there if, if your name is is attached to it. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, this is really, really easy now. I mean, I wish I would have played, you know, in an era like this. And I know you wish you would have played, too. You know, it might would have been a little bit different. Well, it would have been a lot different, you know, because nowadays don't nobody want no contact. Like I said, everybody's standing around. You got six, eight, six, nine, six, ten dudes that can shoot from the outside, but they also are not rebounding, you know, because some factors they so stand so far out, you know, um, in three point line that they can't get rebounds. I was at a game and I seen a kid, like I said, about six, 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 seven. He did not come to the paint whatsoever, and. It was just like, wow. He was the biggest thing on the floor, too. I'm sorry. Most, but... most importantly, let, let me elaborate on that. Nobody boxes out no more. I seen a game the other night. I might have seen five box outs in four quarters, man. Like, the fundamentals really, really – like, I don't, I don't even want to say fundamentals. It's the want. It's the determination. Like, you're not going to out-jump everybody. Sometimes you got to box out and go get that rebound. Well, all the time you got to box out, but kids don't understand that because some of the like you said, you know, they 
at it in their heads that you know they want to shoot the three. That um, I don't never see nobody on help side defense. Um, I never. I one thing I have heard a lot is, oh, he dropped forty two on you, and I'm like, okay, well, then he dropped forty two on the team. He like, no, I want holding you. Well, okay, well, you still part of the team, right? So therefore, if he dropped forty two on you. As well, the team, not just the that's individual. what for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot and, and a lot of kids are taking it as an individual sport. And I told them basketball is not an individual sport. So if you seen the man getting beat, he got he didn't drop five straight buckets on him. Somebody got to take him. Somebody else got to switch on him. Somebody got to help. Somebody got to squeeze. But they don't do that. Um, have you seen that? Yeah, I mean, um, we try to emphasize help defense out of man-to-man in zone. We try to emphasize that very, very strongly. Like, the weak side has to rotate over. And, you know, a small portion, I was talking to my junior high kids because they weren't weak side helping. And the excuse that they try to give me, well, if I rotate over, then my man's wide open. No, that's where the trust comes in that. If you rotate, you got to actually trust your teammate to actually pick up yours, and somebody has to pick up theirs and rotate and so on and so forth. Like, like you said, it's not, you know, an individual sport. It's a team sport. It's five on five. So everybody has to help everybody all the time. Well, I'm sorry, Coach. They don't do that. You know, that's why I said, you know, that's why we're talking about where has basketball went to tonight because some of the fact is it has disappeared for a lot of teams. Now, you see them teams that's fundamentally sound, that's, you know, hitting their free throws, that's helping out, that's boxing out. Those teams are gonna make it far. Now, those teams that might be athletically sound got all the athletes. I don't think they're gonna go somewhere. Give me five kids that's willing to work then over five athletes any day. I'm sorry, I take the five kids that's gonna work because I know I'm gonna get something out of them. Now these athletes, some of them heads too big. Um, they don't come to practice. They talk back. Their home life might not be where it should be, but, you know, like I tell them, you know, you can get yourself square. There's people out here that will talk to you, listen to you, and be there for you. But, you know, some of these kids just don't get it because some of the fact is I don't think they want to get it. I think they're just participating, as I was going to say. Uh, that's true. I'll take five kids that work in any day of the week because them kids that's willing to work and that's willing to listen – you can actually take that, mold that, and actually have a good team. True, true. You most definitely can. You most definitely can. But you know, some coaches say, "Give me them, give me them five athletes over them five kids that work." Oh, well, I'm gonna mold them into what I want them to be. No, it doesn't work like that when you're an athlete because some of the is you get big headed, and then, um, like I seen a kid, he. He had three three-pointers. Two of them hit the backboard, and one of them was an air ball. And the coach just sat there and left him in the game. I mean, <laughs> I didn't understand it. I mean, I'm like, wow, what are you doing as a coach to help these kids get better? Not just, like you said, for the next level, but for life period. And some coaches ain't doing that. Can you talk about that a little bit? I mean, I got a call last night from my high school coach, Ron Rowan. And he um he gave me some great advice. I mean, it was simple, 
but it was something that I had thought about myself and all. Um, it actually hit home, and it made made me realize, you know, I wish he would have told me this maybe a little bit early on in the season. I might have could have made some adjustments on my own end. But he told me two things. One, you can't coach these kids as if you're coaching yourself because your expectations for yourself are very, very high. Number two, he also said when things get tough, you know, you lose it. Referees not making the calls, you know, the crowd is starting to get to you. You have to be tougher as a team and as a family. You have to come together and pretty much hold everybody accountable. You have to battle through adversity. And that was advice from Ron Roy. For people who don't know him, he's a Beaver Fall legend, also went to St. John's, um, played with Chris Mullins. He was a monster. He was a very monster. His son, Maverick, um, won a state championship with Lincoln Park, you know, and he went to um, NC State, played with um, Dennis Smith, and he was – Ron was a very good basketball player. Maverick, very good basketball player. So that's some good advice from the great Ron Rowan to you, Coach T. And um, I don't know, you know, I want to thank you for coming on, man, you know, and giving some some time, you know, to, to the podcast. Um we will be discussing a lot more different things, man. Um, you want to hook up every Thursday and talk about stuff? That's up to you. I just can't, you know, just, just let me know, you know, a day or two in advance so I could clear my schedule, be home. We could talk anytime. I mean, we've been talking about this for about a year. You know, we finally just been able to link up. I mean, so anytime you need me, you know, I'm here for you. Oh, without doubt. Well, I'm 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 gonna come to you every week because some of the fact is, you know, we're gonna be talking about more than just sports, but we're gonna be talking about life period in general, other stuff that you know some people want to hear and everything else. So we're gonna be talking about a variety of things here, not just focusing on sports, but about life itself, basketball, football, um, religion, all that's part of life, it's part of growth, it's part of you know, you becoming uh better person in life so you know with that being said you know um i want to thank coach t you know for giving time to the real talk with lsl podcast and um we're gonna be doing a lot of big things here you know me and coach t so i want to thank you for giving up your time and i will be contacting you soon you have a good night ball downhill man and peace out thank you my man it was a pleasure yep thank you coach have a good one